Welcome to In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage. I'm here to give you a front row seat to the Emmys, Oscars, SAG, and Tony's races. Who is in the running? What makes an award-worthy performance? And what are the secrets to giving one? These intimate, inspirational conversations with some of today's most talented stars provide you, dear listener, the kind of craft and career advice that could win you a statue of your own, and maybe, just maybe, a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope. The thing that you can do is is, is be you. Like, no one else is going to be you like you. So, sure. mm. you know, it's like, well, just do that. Like, what is what are, what are the aspects of your personality and your being that you want to sort of mine and, and, and show these people? How are you? Good. How are you? Who are you? I'm Lisa Grantham. I'm an editor here. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Quite new. Yes. Yeah. Just started about three months ago. Welcome. Thank you. And welcome to Team Podcast because you're a co-banterer and we're recording. So. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> I love the podcast. So I'm excited to, to be on it. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Good. So what are what do you do backstage? What are you working on? Uh, so I edit our expert network, yes. which is you know our contributors that offer advice to everyone pursuing acting, mm-hmm. and also our casting roundup so that you can find out the latest uh, auditions happening around the country. Way to plug it. Way to plug the <laughs> casting roundups. Yes. Maybe in this episode for the edit article, we'll include a link to the latest uh, casting roundup so that people can know what's on the site. Yes. I'm assuming that a lot of our listeners know. The backstage has so. amazing acting opportunities, <laughs> but they're updated all the time, and we're really getting our act together to kind of round them up and like kind of present the most exciting opportunities and yeah. all of that. Yeah, um, I've got I've asked you here today also because you know a little bit about today's guest, William Jackson Harper of The Good Place. <laughs> the Good Place. Do you love The Good Place? I love The Good Place. Tell me all about it. <laughs> it's it's just an amazing show. It right? is hilarious keeps you guessing. Mm. There's constant twists, but it's not forced. So it's just always amazing Mm. without jumping the shark. So you never know what's going to happen next. Um, And it's super creative. Yeah, Yeah. totally. It's um, the twists thing was not on our radar in season one when that show came out. Like they rolled out this big twist in the in the finale of season one that I think kind of remains one of like the greatest uh, moments of television history. Yes. You know, Oh (laughs) yeah. because none of us knew that it was a show that would have twists mm-hmm. um, and it's called The Good Place but on that finale it was revealed that they were actually in quote The Bad Place yes for those who don't know the show is about hell essentially or heaven <laughs> yes. or both both yeah. now yeah the afterlife yeah yeah um, and today's episode features William Jackson Harper who plays Cheedy what does there oh, say about Cheedy oh Cheedy I mean, oh Cheedy especially after last season <laughs> yeah uh, yeah can oh, they yeah. just be happy <laughs> I know. And isn't that the central Just question of the show? What the fork? Come what? on. Look <laughs> at you. Have you watched it more recently than I have? Because I've like forgotten all about what happened since season I'm not three. since it ended, <laughs> but I love it. What the fork? Can anybody be happy? Or how does anybody achieve that? Yeah, especially in their situation. I don't know. Totally. Are humans redeemable? I feel like is the central question of that show. Yeah. Yeah, they're all messes. And I think Chidi's mess that William Jackson Harbour plays really well is that he's very indecisive. 
it's almost presented like it's a vice, mm-hmm. like it's a mystery, oh, yeah. a problem. Yeah. Um, that is like the reason he was put into the bad place, right? In the first place, that he um, couldn't make a decision. He couldn't make decisions. Yeah, that ended up getting him killed. <laughs> Get, yes, yeah. isn't that funny? As he just stood there. Yeah. <laughs> totally, and like, and um, I think that that makes for a good interview because he's Chidi's in his own head. And William Jackson Harper is as in his head maybe as any working actor, mm. which is what we like to hear about it backstage. Yeah. Um, and in this interview, you'll hear we talked a lot about the low points and the dry spells and the moment that he was maybe th- rethinking his approach to acting in the career, and that was the moment that he auditioned for the pilot for The Good Place. Oh wow! As it goes. Oh my god. So um, this is a terrific interview. I'm gonna let you get back to work because I literally just grabbed you okay. from your desk. <laughs> Lisa, all right. thank you so much for joining thank us you for on the me. podcast. I can't wait to listen. Ah! This episode is brought to you by Veep on HBO. The final season of Veep was hailed by critics as sharp and always excellent, as brutally funny as ever, and TV's greatest comedy. For your Emmy consideration in outstanding comedy series and all other categories, visit hbo.com FYC for more on Veep. Actor William Jackson Harper went from his native Dallas to Santa Fe to eventually the stages of New York City before catching his big break in television for three hilarious, inventive seasons of NBC's beloved The Good Place. Will has played the neurotic and indecisive Chidi Anagonye, a performance that has earned him a Critics' Choice Television Award nomination. Here's our chat with the wonderful William Jackson Harper. How's the coffee treating you? The coffee is bringing me back. Bringing it back. Bringing me back to life. Um, you were saying you, we love, so we're backstage. We love to hear about the early actor days. We love to mm. hear about the struggling artist life. We love a message of hope. Um, what was your experience with backstage? First of all, when did you use it and what did you use it for? Uh, when I first, well, when I first moved to the city, mm-hmm. I uh, would just scour the pages for mm-hmm. auditions usually online actually just like you know okay just like uh scouring the pages for people that were looking for you know my type and uh yeah and then like uh i don't know like also looking for those showcase code production oh, stuff uh-huh. like that because that was like, a little bit easier to get sure you know like the you know the big regional guys were they you know they already had their you know they're casting directors, and those were right. a lot harder to come by. Mm. And so, like, uh, it's like, okay, if you want to get on stage and get your stuff seen, you know, you can actually probably make yourself known. Yeah, get yeah. a showcase show and, and and do something. So it was mostly theater that you were. Oh yeah, all theater. When I first really? moved, yeah, all theater. I had no no interest in doing TV or film really? for a while. Yeah. So at what point did that like come onto your radar? Um, well, I guess you know. Well, let me take that last part back. I didn't. It's not like I had no interest in doing TV or film. Sure. I just didn't think that I was going to be doing any of it anytime soon. Mm. Uh, I was like, oh, I got I probably got to wait till I'm, you know, I'm, I age into what I feel like my type is. Oh. And so I was like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I got a little time before oh, I'm going to be useful. And so, um, and I also just thought theater was more 
fun, more dynamic to do, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it was you're like, you're in charge of that experience more. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, it was always, it was always about doing theater and I just felt like if I moved out to LA, I would just get eaten alive. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, so it was partly the eaten alive factor. Yeah, yeah. But what is this thing about type? So you thought you knew what your type was at that age or you knew what type you were going to grow into? I love that. I, well, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I guess I thought my type was just like a straight up weirdo character okay. actor. And, uh. and I was like, well, you know, I'm still a little young and, and weird yet so i'm you know i, I don't think I'll, i don't think i really fit anything that i'd seen uh-huh um mm. and then as i got older it, i i mean like i think my type sort of changed a little bit and sure. so it went from just just being quirky to being able to do some other things mm-hmm. too and so mm. um so yeah i thought i i mean i, I just thought that i was going to be like a the guy that plays the old man for you know <laughs> You know, uh-huh. like I thought, like oh, I'll have an, I'll have a career when I'm an old guy. That's what I thought. And it was almost like you were training to do that. Kinda. I mean, because it was it was like those weird old characters. Like uh-huh. those were the those were the characters I had the most fun playing in college. And, sure. Um, mm. You know, and so I was just like, yeah, this is this is this is my lane. And there's plenty of other like young, good looking dudes that are like those are the lead men doing and, that leading type. And, yeah, and, yeah. Like that's not me. Uh, I see. You know. Yeah. So were there like performances or a performer that you were like, oh, that is the type that I want to be, or like that's the per- kind of performance I want to gravitate towards? Um, yeah, I think uh, actually it was uh, seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman um, coming up. That was a he was he was a huge influence sure. on me just because I mean he was a very interesting person who was getting to do more than just be. Um, you know, just sort of a quirky side character. Mm-hmm. He was always getting to do really interesting roles with a lot of depth, and and a lot of it was just what he brought to mm. every role that he played. Yeah. So, okay. um, but seeing him and seeing a guy who was who was, yeah, you know, a little left of center in yeah. in a lot of ways was uh, really mm. great, and to see him, you know, just be so good. Yeah, you know, that distinction between like, do you just dis- do you distinguish between leading man type and character actor type i i mean kind of i mean not not so much anymore i I guess Mm -hmm. you know at the time i was like i had a very um, i had a much more rigid idea of type and you know the kind of things that you're right for and like there's these types that are right for these kinds of roles and Mm. you know now it's a little bit it's, it's it's a little bit more fluid i guess it's like well, what is what is it? What does the piece want? You know, yeah, and I that hope doesn't. So. It's not dictated strictly by someone's outward appearance or sure. voice or something like that. Yeah, and I think that has something to do with the not decrease in movies. I mean, movies are obviously still huge, but like the um, rise of TV means yeah. more roles and definitely means more like thinking outside the box in terms yeah. of casting and just like there's a lot of weird content out there. Maybe yeah. just because there's a lot of content out there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of content. Um, what is the timeline? So, when did you move to New York? I moved to New York in 2004, fall of 2004. And did you do that to become an actor? I did. So when were I you did. bit by the bug? Um, in middle school, actually, my mom oh, cool. uh, made me take theater classes uh-huh. uh, because I was kind of shy, and she was oh to make you less shy to make me less shy. Really? Yeah, and and uh, and so. You know, I reluctantly, you know, did these theater classes yeah. and realized that it wasn't all like, you know, 
kneeling on one knee in pumpkin pants confessing love and Nav was like, oh, well, it can, I can be other things. I can, you know, I can, you can improvise. You can, you know, uh, explore all these different, you know, aspects of yourself a little bit. Sure. And just pretend without it being anything mushy or cheesy or corny. And, and so I, oh. and then, then, yeah, then I was hooked. You thought of it as a mushy, corny, on one knee. Yeah. Sh- almost Shakespearean, but yeah, like, in I was quotes. Like, That's terrible. You know, right, I, like, I don't right. want to do that. Right. Uh, you know, whereas like people like, you know, meet up and, you know, there's like romance and stuff. I always hated that stuff. It was like I'm wildly sure. unsentimental on, the, on, the, sure. on that front. And so like, I was like, ah, I don't have anything to do with that. And, uh, and then when, when, you know, I got to do other things outside of what I thought it would be, it was uh-huh. like, oh, this is, this is great. And met like-minded people and yeah 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 and was that then throughout college uh high school and college Mm -hmm. that you but at what point was it like a this is the career like there's no other um no other path some somewhere between um somewhere between my senior year of high school and um like you know like with some within the first two years of college Mm -hmm. um I just, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. It's like this, that old trope that I think every department chair throws out to people of like, um, you know, if you can see yourself doing anything else with your life, do that. Yeah. You know, I, uh, mm. and I thought about that. I really thought about it. Like, do I really want to yeah. do this? You know, um, and, mm. you know, I just, I, 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 I just didn't really like doing anything else yep. you know i mean what limited experience i had at that time it was like i like i loved doing mm-hmm. this i loved doing theater i love the community around it i loved everything about it yeah. and, and so i um i just kept sticking with it i'm like you know maybe there will be like you know a lightning bolt that strikes me all of a sudden and i have a complete change of heart mm-hmm. but it, i was open to that but it mm. just never never happened there's yeah. only one thing yeah i do think it must be very very important to hear that like especially at a formative age that if you can or want to do any other thing yeah which maybe is true for any profession but like it seems especially true for acting in particular well it's feast or famine you know it's like yeah. you know it's like you you're wildly underpaid for a lot of great work for a very very long time sure and you know hopefully hopefully you are fortunate enough to to get that job that will yeah. allow you to make your bills mm-hmm. um and that that's not a guarantee and so it's like yeah. when there is no there's no stability um and you know and in the industry can be very fickle and sure. you know yeah. that's mm. you know it's like with all dealing with all those things that you just cannot control yeah uh, it can really can you know really bum you out and yep you know I mean, it's just, it's, which we can get into like how to deal with all of that because like there's so much rejection. It's It can be <laughs> such a bummer. I think it's just important for early career people who are choosing this path to know that it's, it is just a gamble. It's yeah. a feast or famine gamble. It's a gamble. Like, it's a gamble. But, but, but I mean, you know, it's like it's also, I mean, like just the, the financial and logistical piece aside. Um, yeah. You know, if you, if you want to be doing this, there's a lot that you're willing to put up with to do it. Yeah. And. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it, there's no replacement for um, really, like, feeling like you got inside of a character. Like, you're really just in the moment with your scene partner and, you you know, you're just there. And um, hmm. you're getting to really sort of, like, get into your entire being and, and put something out. And 
um, and see what it does. You know, it's like that's totally. there's. I feel like there's there's certain people that really need that and really enjoy it and get a big old rush out of it, and then there, it, you know, it doesn't really matter. And I think it's as long as as mm. long as that is that as long as that rush is there, as long as you're still enjoying it. Um, you know, stay with it. But it's like, you know, that. but it's like, is that rush enough? You know, is that rush enough for, for And if a lot it's of not, yeah, totally. And then that's not, why you need to hear that. The thing being, of, yeah. Yeah. If, if you get a taste and you become so hungry for just that and more of that, yeah. then that is how you know. Like the, um, if you can do anything else or want to do anything else, go do that thing. It's a warning, but it's also like kind of a message of hope, right? Yeah. That like, if you know for certain, then then you're good. Yeah. Then you're going to keep going no matter what. Yeah. I and mean, yeah. if it doesn't sustain you, then that is when you choose another path or explore another path or try to take totally. ownership. Totally. It's not, it's not fun to be rejected like that all the time. It's, no. It's terrible. It's like, you yeah. know. So, um, like, how do you not take it personally? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you do, like, pre-audition, post-audition? I, well, pre-audition, I just prep as much as I can. Uh-huh. I, um... Uh, I had sort of a shift recently, actually. Um, I was doing this play with uh, with Brian Brian Cranston, and he said something that I thought was really brilliant. We he we were talking to these uh, um, kids, or not kids, but these students up at mm. uh, ART, mm. and he said something which I was like, "Oh, that I need to remember that." Um, he was like, "Don't go into an audition looking to get a job. Mm. Go in looking to give the performance," mm-hmm. and you know, no matter what, you'll come out of there feeling okay about what went down. Yeah. And that sort of changed things for me quite a bit because I, uh, you know, it, it quit being about what do they want, what can I give them, yeah. you know, how do I get them to give me this thing? Um, and mm. to, like, this is this is my chance to act today. Like, really thinking about it, like, this is my chance to act today. Mm-hmm. This is my idea of what the character is, mm-hmm. and I want I to play with it. And if they want it, great. If they yeah. don't, at least I got to express myself, you right. know, right. in a way that feels genuine. And, um, and so that, that started to shift things. And then I think as far as after auditions, mm. I just, I throw those sides away. And I put it out of my mind. It took uh, a while to get there. The physical pieces of paper. You just throw them away. Yeah, that's Just get rid advice. of it and, you know, just pretend like that's like that's <sighs> that's the only time you're going to see that character. Ah, Leave mm-hmm. it alone. Because yeah. most of the time that is the only time you're going to see that character. Sure, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And close the door. And there, it does help to have like a physical like abandonment. Just like, yeah. we're moving on. Just let it go. You know? Yeah. Um, Damn. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it gets it, it's harder when you really feel like you like you you gave the performance you wanted to give they received something that seemed valuable to them mm-hmm. on the other side of the table it's tougher to do that then yeah but also i mean you know over the last couple of years it started to become freeing for me to see that someone's receiving what i'm giving and and it's like well if nothing else mm-hmm. we were all on the same page for this 2 minutes for or whatever a moment yeah and you know, mm. if they, if I'm the guy, great. If I'm totally. not, okay. Yeah. But at least, you know, for this, there was a connection here for just yeah. a second. And it doesn't mean that down the line, if you're not a fit for that part, you could easily be a fit for a for a later part. Totally. Yeah. Totally. You know. 
You never know. If you've shown that you've done your work and you've done a decent job of presenting your version of a character, yeah. I think that's the, that is the distinction between guessing what they want. Yeah. Trying to give them that. Yeah. And there's just so much that's out of your control anyway. You yeah. know? It's, oh, yeah. They want you know, somebody taller. They want somebody, like, whatever. Yeah. It's like the thing that you can do is... and. Is, is be you like no one else is going to be you like you so sure. mm. you know it's like well just do that like what is what are, what are the aspects of your personality and your being that you <sighs> want to sort of mine and, and and show these people yes you know yes okay so when you're looking at a new part like when you have the sides for a new character for an audition like are you doing the thing of looking at the qualities in the character and seeing where they overlap with your own qualities and like use something from your own life to inspire in that overlap um some somewhat i think it's um it's yes and the it's it's a less of a one-to-one analogy in a, in a mm. lot of ways it's like uh you know there's that and then i guess i guess what i'm saying is like there's that and then there's also on top of that just imagining what if, mm. if in these you know should should it be an extreme circumstance in the scene, like what would I be? How who who would I be if I was really here? So it's right. like okay, so I can mine from like you know similar things, but then like so that's the thing that I instantly recognize. But what's the thing that I've never encountered right. that is mm. possible in this character? And like what does that look like? You right. know what does that feel like to? Mm be facing something that I that I don't understand and hmm. um and that that lends itself sometimes to uh, something yeah. really <laughs> something something yeah. interesting and then interesting other times, and organic yeah and yeah. then other times completely wacky and wrong but uh-huh. you know it's uh <laughs> better to make a choice than not to make a choice yeah I guess. Yeah, yeah you know and I, I think that there is like there the, I feel like uncertainty is a, a really interesting place to live as an actor. It's like it's, you know, mm. when you're when you're not sure of how you would react, and you're just sort of, you know, you have all these other building blocks in place, and then there's this thing that's just a complete void of like personal experience, and you just kind of have to just let your imagination get you to a place mm. where, you know, um, you you know you, you you all you can do is react. You know, sure. that's. Mm. Um, mm. That's that's an interesting place to be. And you mean like in terms of um, an actor creating a character, or do you also mean in character uh, responding to uncertainty? Well, I mean, I'm thinking in in well, saying in terms of uh, an actor creating a character, mm. but I think also in character responding to to whatever circumstances. Yeah. You know, I think that that's. Um, I think I think it both to... works. It's a fun place to work. Yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. never know what's going to happen. I mean, and, and I think those moments also tend to be the most truthful, but just because you're, mm. you don't, you're not, or at least I'm not in my own head in sure. that moment, being like, oh yeah, this is the moment when I. This is analogous to this one time when I did this. And sure, it's like no, I'm just here with this person mm-hmm. or with these people, just you know, sort of in this space. It's completely unfamiliar. And yeah, it's less premeditated. All this, yeah, all that's coming out is just instant reaction. Sure. You know, sometimes that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly thinking of, like, Chidi. All of the characters in Good Place are so often reacting to, like, the most off-the-wall, crazy circumstances you can think of that make no sense often. (laughs) And it's like, how do you convey... It's. I love the idea that uncertainty is 
something to embrace as an actor because, of course, it's a career of uncertainty. But, like, the most fun moments with Chidi are the ones where he's just reacting to insanity around him because he is so uncertain about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That is that show. Well, I mean, it's the show is bananas. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I I think it's... uh, you know, Chidi's a very, he has a, he's a very rigid character, you know, right. um, and mm-hmm. he has a very strict sort of moral code, which, you know, locks him up from doing anything, right. you know, all, and, and so, you know, the, the less things make sense, the more it throws him into sort of crisis and paralysis and, right. you know, it's. And then that yields some weird reactions, right, obviously. Right, you know. and terror. Just yeah, a lot of terror. Yeah, fear. Of terror. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and what can, I definitely want to like get back to like I just love Chidi so much, and I want to I want to pick your brain about who he is. But um, the timeline of um, you moved to New York right after college mm-hmm. to be a theater actor. Yeah, and you didn't have any other options, any other ambitions. Um. Not if you could do anything else, what would you do? Oh God! I mean, well, it'd be another like you know, uncertain path. I, 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 I probably would try to be a musician. Oh, okay. You know? I mean, but yeah, I, I don't. You're the you're the uncertain path. I'm the uncertain type. path guy. Yeah. Um, I uh yeah I I didn't really but I didn't really have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I always That's thought great. well I'm young enough to like you know, go back to school and, mm-hmm. you know, my mom did it when she was in her thirties. I was like, I've got time, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can, I can pick another thing if I find something else that I like. Um, but there was no real backup plan mm-hmm. ever. Um, and, uh, yeah, it wasn't until I want to say when, when the show was, uh, so like, yeah, three, three and a half years ago when I sort of had the moment of, okay, I need to figure out something else to do, you know. Um, uh-huh. um, but until then, it was like, I'm, I'm going to be an actor. And that's all I'm here to do. How interesting. Yeah. What happened three and a half years ago? I was just tired, man. Really? <laughs> I was just tired. That's so, yeah, I mean, we um, love hearing about those moments. Yeah, I was... Um, the low points. Yeah, you know, I had... I had uh, God, okay, so, like, maybe a year or two before... Uh, this moment, I had gotten uh, a, a pilot mm-hmm. or a pilot presentation or something like that, and we shot it. It went over really well. Um, you know, I, I made a lot of friends mm. Uh, mm. at the, you know, at the, you know, well, not friends, but like sort of had had made a favorable impression um, with people at the network and mm-hmm. with you know, you know, all these people that could really help advance my career in in the industry. And I was like, oh, wow, I I, I did okay. I didn't, you know, torpedo this whole thing. Uh Um, And, you know, we were on hold for a really long time. And and then I I got a call after like, uh, I don't know, it was like maybe a, it's like eight months, I think, of waiting to see like what the deal was going to be with this, uh, with the show. And I got the call that they were, just scrapping the whole thing starting mm-hmm. you know from scratch and everyone who was hired is now uh fired oh they're starting like the recasting this with they're the same idea recasting different idea oh, just reworking okay. the whole thing oh. except for except for like uh one mm-hmm. character and so uh I, that was i was like ah you know it was one of those yeah. that, that hurt and uh yeah took me a minute to get over and um 
you know, yeah. and then a couple other little things, you know, you, you know, those big disappointments where you're just like, you're this close. Mm. And, um, and yeah. so I finally hit that moment where I was like, I don't know that I'm enjoying being an actor anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I'm doing it because it's what I've told myself that I am, but I'm not sure that, um, that I, that I'm enjoying it. I'm not sure that I love it. Mm. And, um, and so I took some time and, you know, like I would have friends ask me if I wanted to do a reading or something. And I was like, I just, and I don't, I don't think I want to, I'm too bitter. I'm just feel like what, it, sure. you know, and, mm. um, and went to LA and things was going to be my last pilot season. So I was feeling really relaxed because I was like, this is the last time I'm going to do this, oh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I had actually read for the good place, uh, out here, oh. uh, for like a, as a pre-read and it, it didn't. I didn't think it went well, okay. and uh, huh. and so I was like, "Well, that that would have been nice, but you know, okay. Well, I'm going out to pilot season anyway." And uh-huh. got to LA. They wanted to bring me in for producers. I uh, had a great time before I got in my car to go back home after that session. They said they wanted to test me, and and then I went in and tested with. Kristen, which, you know, uh, like meeting Kristen Bell that way is incredibly intimidating. It was it intimidating? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. I, was, I was a wreck. She's I was a, yeah. just insta-sweat. Just everywhere. Just you, like a yeah. ring around the hairline. Because <laughs> you're a fan. You know, she's just a huge celebrity. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. you know... And I really I had a really terrible haircut at the time. Oh, um, it, was, it was... Everything was wrong. Oh, so you're just self-conscious about that, uh, which yeah. is distracting. Yeah, and, yeah. And... Um, and I, you know, but we had a great time. Okay. And then I uh, actually happened to be watching the pilot episode of Cheers when I got the call that I got. Oh, my God. The show. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. Um, Why was, were you watching the pilot? I was climbing the walls after that test uh, to <laughs> see if... <laughs> what um, I do? To see if, you know, like, did I, did, did I get this job? And, oh, um, God. And uh, a friend of mine took me to the rain room uh, in LA and it was like this you know this art exhibit where you like you walk into this room where it's raining all around you but not where you're walking oh and, yeah, yeah 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 and um and then we were just talking and I was you know obviously spinning out and obsessing and mm. she was like you know you should watch the pilot episode of Cheers it's a really it really holds up you know it's like as far as as far as sitcoms go I mean like a lot of them don't hold up but this one does really and so I was like really okay so I did and I so went home and I was like, time. okay, this is something to do to like take my mind off of mm-hmm. things. And um, I did watch it. It did hold up. And like pretty much as soon as the credits rolled on that pilot episode, I got the call. That you were going to be working with one of the stars of that show. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. And so I've heard this before. Like I think it, Mandy Moore said something similar of like it was at the lowest point that you – that you get the big break, the biggest break. Mm-hmm. Do you think it does have something to do with like you went into that pilot season – a little, like you said, relaxed, but like you went in a little prepped for disappointment, like a little bit like l- just low expectations, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, you know, not to say abandon all hope, you sure. enter this profession, but I mean, I think <laughs> that, that might not help. I don't like, think that's, I don't think that's right. But yeah. I do think that um, there is, when you look at every job as something that could potentially change your life, it just, it, you're not at least I'm not free you know I'm not I'm not free and I was thinking this is going to be my last pilot season I'm going to enjoy it sure I'm thinking that I would love for something to happen Mm. but you know as per the usual like it probably won't and so um Hmm. 
you know, and so I think it, I just hit a moment of peace with it, you know. Yeah, like a um, zen thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, because it, it didn't even feel, I mean, it, it, yes, it was low and I was emotionally sort of like trying to make my peace with not being an actor anymore. But I mean, hmm. I was um, also, I, it was the first time that I had thought about not being an actor and it didn't feel painful. It felt sure. a little bit more like a release Necessary. in a way mm, mm-hmm. and still that's a big shift and it causes some uncertainty and pain but still it's not the same thing as being like i just i i can't let it go you know yeah and so mm. i think going into that pilot season was just sort of like this is this is this is like this is sort of my goodbye and so i'm gonna enjoy wow. this i'm gonna yeah. enjoy being in these rooms and talking to these people and and here we go you that, know that process of letting go yeah let's just you know let's just connect as people because i mean these casting directors are in there all day too i mean they're yeah. you know they're dealing with a lot and that's so actually a great tip like, you know yeah. yeah so it's like just you know like just be a person and connect and mm-hmm. try not to eat too much of their day see how they're doing because i mean like sure you know it's they're, they're not sleeping so no. it's uh you know it's just kind of an important thing to they're seeing the same thing every day like yeah give them something to acknowledge their humanity yeah (laughs) yeah it's tough yeah yeah you know that whole pilot season process is is so wild yeah how many had you done oh god i think i'd only done like maybe three or four really because i had done like uh um i'd always i was always doing plays yeah and um uh and I, i i always just sort of felt i wasn't really like the guy that would be on tv i just felt like i just didn't that's until you were an dude. old man, maybe until you until were maybe old. I was an old man. Maybe. When I was an old man, you know. Um, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think that I was going to be the guy that was on TV. I just, you know, I was like, that's just not my lane. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, you get older, and it's like I, I, you know, as much as I love my roommates, Ben and Brooks, I can't, I can't live here for the rest of my life. Sure, you know. And so, I need to try to find a way to give myself some sort of you know, some sort of cushion so I can, yeah. you know, it's kind of feel like I start starting my life in earnest without sort of like leaning so much on, on other people. Yeah. That taking stock thing of like, where am I at? Where do I want to be? How much does it suck? Like, it's a question of asking yourself, like, how much pain are you in almost? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and it's like, you know, like a lot of aspects of, I mean, tons of aspects of my life as an actor, I mean, it has intense and as you know sort of painful and sucky as it was there's also like that sort of you know camaraderie and misery you know like everyone is just sort of in the same place you know we're all doing work and sometimes we're proud of it and Uh we're all struggling to you know figure out how to get to next month and you know sometimes that's sometimes just like going and having a beer with a friend just being like you know oh yeah you know like okay you know unemployment i think i can I think I'll get that last check, and I think I'll, like, that waiting week, yeah, I think I'll be okay for the end of the month, you know, like, after this show ends, and, you know, sort of having that, that sort of camaraderie with people that were all in the same boat, who were all professionals, was, was kind of, was kind of, it was, it was great to just sort of gripe about that. Yeah, that thing of building community is, is super important. Yeah. If only to help you just get through. Yeah, totally. You know, but I, it was just, I was like, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm mid thirties. I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like I'm supposed mm. to be a little bit more like 
self-sufficient at this point. But I mean, like I, <laughs> but oh, I, you interesting. know, but I, you know, but then what is that in New York? I mean, like it's, 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 it's impossible. That's the thing. You know? like, what does that even mean? What does, what does being an adult mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I had this, <laughs> yeah, I know I had this like, you know, this idea in my head that it meant yeah. something else other than just like, you know, what I, what I, what I was, what I was. And so I, yeah, you know. It's a process of defining. It's. I think we are kind of beholden to the, or kind of chained to the number of our age, and we have this weird preconceived notion of you, you should be X when you hit X number. Yeah, yeah. But it really is like you can just define it however you, however you want to, your There's, path, however you want to, however you have yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of those things. I thought that I was like very open, you know, in in that regard. I thought I was like mm. you know outside the box, and then mm. here I am, like you know. Like I was like 35 at the time and all of a sudden just being like, well, wait a minute. Like my friends are buying houses and they have kids and they have steady jobs. What am I doing? It's like, I I don't know what next month is going to do, you Mm -hmm. know? And it was like, have I messed up? You know? And Hmm. and that was, uh, there's a shame in that too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it was like, why am I, you know? So I, I, yeah, I was just like looking at that and, and that was sort of, I don't know. It was it was messing with me. You know, it's just messing with yeah, me. Yeah, even part though it's of kind of made up. It's totally it's in our heads, you but know, and yeah. everyone is dealing with it. But it's not always easy to that comparison thing is everywhere. It's all the time. We yeah. all. It's just a human thing to do to compare. Why does that? Why does that person have? It often yeah. has a lot to do with like possession and like totally having totally. some path or having some thing. Or what am I going to look back on and regret? <laughs> and it's like that. Don't anticipate regret. No, it just man. creates more regret. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look, Stay in I the mean, moment and like. Yeah, you don't need to do that now. Like, save that for when you're trying to go to sleep, and you can think about that deeply embarrassing thing that when it's you, bubbling up right before you. Go yeah, to sleep. right before you go to bed, and it's yeah. just like, hey, yeah, that's cool. But remember this? Remember that one time you said that one thing that, <laughs> yeah, that was, was really so stupid? Yes. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're it, all neurotic. Yeah. yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen totally. on its own. You don't need to really focus on that's that. That's right? so true. Like, don't don't uh, like dig those things up because they'll bubble up. Without our help. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they like need to. This episode is brought to you by Deadwood on HBO. The film was hailed by critics as poignant and masterful, beautifully told, and a brilliant final chapter. For your Emmy consideration in outstanding television movie and all other categories, visit hbo.com slash FYC for more on Deadwood. What do you learn? I want to ask about the theater in general and like, what have you learned from you watched Philip Seymour Hoffman. You've worked with Brian Cranston, yeah. who's also a friend of the podcast, by the way. Yeah. Um, what do you learn from these people? And what do you learn from somebody like like Kristen Bell or the or your family on The Good Place? Um, I mean... Do you take away, like, one thing from each role and use that in your next? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely more than, more than one. Um, yeah. Um, and I think with... Like, Kristen is one of these actors that is so incredibly alive without Mm -hmm. um, being, uh, like, it it doesn't feel like a facade of sort of this uh, Mm. uh, uh, vivaciousness. It's just sort of, it it just, she just is so alive Mm. and and, and in in a way that I don't see in a lot of actors that is you know it, it doesn't it doesn't come off as fake it doesn't come off as phony it doesn't come off as mm. overwhelming it's just this brightness and this life that i 
you know, it like I sometimes I watch her and it's like, see, now that's that's how you do it. Like, you know, oh, cool. That, like that's 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 the sweet spot where yeah. there is sort of something that is um, up and and um, and alert, but still writing that line of subtlety somehow. And hmm. she does that better than 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 almost anyone I've worked with. I, I'm like trying to think like is there I, there's I've never seen anyone quite do what she does. Mm. And and I, I think it's uh I don't know, I think it's I I don't feel like people clock it in the way that they should. You <laughs> uh-huh. know. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's, you've seen the behind the scenes process. Yeah, like, it's like it's, it's it's hard to do yeah. what she does yeah, and she yeah. does it beautifully. And that's the thing too if the she does make it look effortless. Like, yeah, she's it, one of those artists. That's the thing. It's yeah. like, yeah, and I, that's also like a sign of I think of how how great an actor she is. Is mm-hmm. that she's she she does it, and it you don't see the work. Yeah, and you know that that's that's hard, especially for comedy. I feel like yeah, comedy yeah. is really hard. And I think it's I mean Harder she's also people think. yeah. Well, she's she's crazy smart. You know, it's sure. she's crazy smart. She understands sure. she understands the camera and. She really understands timing, and oh, so yeah. um, the two of you have wonderful timing together. I think. Yeah, we have fun. I'm sure. We have fun. Well, and you said that you never saw yourself as like a TV or film guy, and it, it seems like we got to talk about what you're doing next because yeah. you have a lot of upcoming like movie movies. But like, do you still consider yourself the theater guy, or do you want to be? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm yeah, I'm totally a theater guy. Yeah. I, you know, I. I don't think that that'll ever change. I think that there's that's great. There's a there's a I, it's the most sort of active artistic contribution that I think actors get. You know, because you know we oh. we get to be in the room asking questions, yeah. mining it, doing it over and over and over again, trying to find the way that feels the way to render a scene that is the most inevitable and also the most surprising at the same time Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out where that is and like what that means. And sometimes you get there, sometimes you don't, but you're, you know, you're, you're thinking about this and you have like, you know, a lot of real estate, you have minutes and hours and, you know, to sort of like (sighs) suss all this stuff out. And then when it comes to, you know, TV and film for me thus far, it's not a, lengthy rehearsal process no. you know so it's a lot of coming in having thought about the character kind of sometimes in a vacuum yeah and then without feedback without a lot of feedback mm. and then you go right before you shoot it and then you're really dialoguing heavy about like what the scene is and uh-huh. it's so so it's a really sort of truncated process gotcha. and it's um and so i always leave a a scene on camera feeling like Ah, I wanted to do something else. Ah, I wanted Did to do something I? else. Yeah, Whereas, okay. like when I've done a play, it's like I could have done something else. But I, I think okay. where we landed is kind of what it needed. Because you're be. just more likely to have exhausted the possibilities. Of a yeah, scene it's just more. Yeah, stage. it's just yeah. more likely to have done that. Sometimes yeah. you don't, but yeah, you're more likely to have. Because sometimes, or like on a sitcom, especially, um, I've heard like there really are one or two takes sometimes. Yeah, that's insane. What's like the average amount of takes on The Good Place? Uh... You know, we actually do quite a few. Oh, okay. Um, okay, good. Uh, yeah, we we it, we we had alternate lines here and there. Okay. Oh. Um, I, I I would say definitely like the first two takes are usually the ones where we're still you know working the bugs out and stuff like that. Okay. But, um, also, the writing on on TV is a little bit more straightforward in a lot of ways, and so uh-huh. it's. Um, 
you know, it, it's like if you just kind of play it as it lays, especially with our brilliant room of writers, uh-huh. you're you're probably going to come out on top. You can find something else in there, but mm-hmm. it's like it's pretty clear how gotcha. this needs to go and how this needs to unfold. Sure. And so it's, uh, you know, but it's just like sort of finding what the scene wants and trying to like lock into that. Like it's a puzzle to to unpuzzle a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I love the idea of it, of the uh, inevitable conclusion of the scene, like where where the scene inevitably needs to go. Yeah. That's what you're trying to get to. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like it's it has to, we have to be here. What's the most surprising, organic, and truthful way yeah. to get there? Okay. You know? Surprising and organic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, if you're if you're not really, I, I think for me, it's like if I'm not judging it too much, some weird things will happen that are rooted in. Um, and by judge it, you mean like, um, don't get too in your head. Don't or try get to too, muscle like, like a, 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 a choice, a, a sort of spontaneous thing. You know, mm, just like, okay. oh, I'm going to do this thing that I'm going to have this idea that a just stick. just do a weird thing here. And yeah. sometimes it's like if it's for me, like. Those things will happen regardless with in my process. Well, I'll just be like, ah, I'm just going to try something else. But right. but if I think about it too much, it gets a little. It can get a little cute. Mm-hmm. It can get a little canned. Uh huh. And it doesn't. Not truthful. Um. Yeah. I I can't I can't sell that as well. Right. Um, some I know mm. other actors probably can have like a crazy idea and somehow like make it track. And I'm just not as I'm just not as good at it. I see. Yeah. So I have to I have to stay a little bit more open. Um, and sort of just totally. let whatever happens. I see happens. that. I can see that in the yeah. You know, because I never feel like there's a. The, I loved seeing this little insight into your process because I do never. I feel like there are some really crazy. Um, I guess you call them choices, but like really crazy stuff that happens on that show and to the character and stuff that you as Chidi do. But it does never feel like a put on. Um, organicness is so hard to define, but like it never feels untruthful. There's gotta be like a better word for that, but like. Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's right. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I try to be. I hope. I hope it comes out that way. I mean, like, but I think that's. I think that's. That's. I, I feel. I find it more interesting. Um, yeah. And more interesting to play rather than trying to like. Well, this is the way these lines are usually rendered. That gets the laugh. It's like, well, what's what's the other way? What's the, what's the other way? And mm. it may it may tank, and you might wind up just doing the thing that you know is will traditionally get the laugh okay. or whatever. But hmm. it's like, let's 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 mess around with just like falling on our face for a little while. Yeah. Of time. Yeah, it's you the know. trusting yourself to take the risks. Yeah, and the knowledge that they might. Not work. It may not work. Yeah. Most of them won't, but it's sure. worth, you know. But it's worth it rather worth than trying. always going the safe route and always going for the laugh if you know the laugh is there. Yeah. It's like, where where else can we, where can we get the drop on the audience a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know? And see, that plays into the what you said earlier about type and how, like, you consider yourself the quirky character actor type. You're not I, content with going, like, the obvious route on a, on a tiny line or just in general with a character. Like, you no. want to find the most interesting way to do it. I want to try to, yeah. Try you know. to. I want to try to, yeah. I, I, cool. Um, you know, then I just trust the director to be like, hey man, just <laughs> this, keep yes, it simple, bro. This, just no, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, just don't, just, 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 just leave it, leave it the way it is. It's like, okay, all right. All it's right, good right, to work with people right. who can tell you no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I rely heavily on directors for sure, that because sure. I'm like, you know, look, I'm just in the playpen and I can't yeah. see it. You can't always so, see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if something's coming off in a way that's not 
beneficial to the scene mm-hmm. or to what we're trying to make, then, you know, let's can it. Just tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good. You know, yeah. Um, it kind of feels like just the beginning. I hope so. Yeah. You know, I hope so. I'd like to keep working, you know. I mean, it's that too, that's uh, like we said earlier about the, it's the arbitrariness of what age you are and where you are in your career. Like it is just depending on your own perspective, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. If but you think you're doing okay, then you're doing okay. I feel great <laughs> with how things are going. Good. I feel really good, you know. Good. Uh, it's, you know, I definitely, it's, it's fun to be in that place when you can just look at people who are more successful than you and you just admire them rather than feel any jealousy, you know? Oh. That's kind of a fun place where it's like, interesting. you know, like, wow, like, they're, they're great. I love that they are getting all of the accolades that they're getting because they're they're, sure. they're special and I, I appreciate their work a lot hmm. rather than being in that place of like, man, I'll never get a shot like that, you know? And so yeah. And I think I've been really fortunate in this last, you know, these last few years to get work that is sort of just you know, give me some stability and some, and, 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 some, and some, some satisfactions yeah. where I can just really be happy for other people's success. Yeah. Too. Cause if you, the thing of like that person's path, there's no way to replicate another person's path or, or steal it. Or like, so if you are content with your own path, yeah. then you're able to reach that point of not having to be jealous of somebody else's success. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's like for the longest time, you know, especially when when I was struggling, I was I was definitely just I would see people and like, well, why did they get that shot and not me? Totally. And you know, it's only human. Yeah, and and now it's it's sort of nice to sort of be like I've been very fortunate and I've gotten a really great shot, and mm. you know, and there's still places I want to go and things I want to mm. do, but yeah, um, but I can look at those people that are there and just admire and be and just you know be happy for them as opposed to yeah. being feeling like I, 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 well, I don't have enough you know it's like yeah. uh, you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, anyway well thank you for joining us at this particular point in your career <laughs> I think it's a very exciting one yeah thanks thanks yeah I'm excited In the Envelope, an awards podcast, is recorded at Lotus Productions, Hyperbolic Audio, and Big Yellow Duck in New York City, and Soundbox LA, Mark Grouse Studios, and Buzzies in Los Angeles. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, tweet us at In the Envelope, leave a review, we want to hear from you. Visit Backstage.com for more content and resources for working artists, and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage with a free trial by using the code ENVELOPE at checkout. Thanks, as always, to podcast producer Wiz, Jamie Muffet. You can follow him on Twitter, at JamieMusicNYC. You can follow me, Jack Smart, on Twitter, at JackSmartWrites. Thank you to the team at Backstage, the most trusted name in casting. Peter Rappaport, Mark Stinson, Samantha Sherlock, Francis Ramos, Lauren Rout, Caitlin Watkins, and especially, should-be Oscar nominee, Casey Howe. Thanks for listening. Guys, Hi. I think we, yes. we we missed maybe like the first five seconds of oh, okay. just like welcome, like how's your coffee sort of thing. So whatever you want to do, if we just want to sure. grab her. Okay. Do you want to try to recreate? Try okay. To do some acting. Recreate, yeah. We can do some <laughs> oh, acting. God. Oh god. Well, um, we know where it's going. What's the most spontaneous way to get there? Yeah. How did we? Um. It was like a hello and welcome. <laughs> See, now it feels so. <clears throat> What's that thing you were saying about organic and truthful? Something uh, I don't know. I um. Abandon all truth, ye who enter retakes. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. Now I feel so on the spot. Um, well, 
Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for. Thank you so much for joining us. Good to be How's here. How's your coffee? Do you have your coffee great. all set up? It's fantastic coffee. We so get to really go. Good coffee here. Yeah, it actually is. Yeah. It actually is like the best coffee in New York, yeah. I think. I think it has a little saucer. We were joking about it. Oh yeah, it's very classy. Yeah, it's super classy. Yeah, I yeah. feel great about it. 